You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. For the next hour, you're listening to the Classic Auto Mall podcast and show, broadcast from the Classic Auto Mall studio in Morgantown, Pennsylvania. Classic Auto Mall is a world-class facility conveniently located just an hour west of Philadelphia and houses 600 classic cars for sale and over 400 barn finds on display. Check out more at ClassicAutoMall.com. Now on to the show with our host, the president of Classic Auto Mall, Stuart Houghton. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Ethan. How's everybody this morning? All right. We're a little late, but we're okay. We're good. We 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 create our own dynasty here, right? We, we do whatever we can do. As we say, a lot of moving parts. <laughs> yes, there are. In modern technology, it's a wonderful thing. And uh, But anyway, glad to be here. Show number 40. Yep. So we're coming up on a year. I mean, in 12 Amazing. weeks, it'll be a year that we've been doing this. It's a lot of content. There? Yeah. And we're going to change our time that we're going to air on America's Web Radio from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. in hopes to get more Midwesterners because, you know, there there's a cry from the Midwest to, <laughs> <laughs> for our show. And then the California people are like, you know, oh, we'll just listen to it taped or on podcast right. or whatever. So, but, uh, but anyway, thanks to the Pat Travers Band, uh, our theme music. And uh, we love having uh, that as our theme music. And uh, if you uh, want to know more about what's going on with Classic Auto Mall, go to uh, ClassicAutoMall.com, and you can sign up for our newsletter, which we send out once a month, which I need to get busy on because mm-hmm. it's the mm-hmm. due on the 15th, and it's so, past due. Right, so start, I start usually on the 14th. <laughs> yeah, that's when I usually start, too, is I, I always start late on those things. I do better under pressure, I, I think. You know, I think part of mm-hmm. it uh, is that if I have all the time in the world, I take all the time in the world. So, uh, But anyway, uh, glad to be here this morning. We've got some great new inventory in this week, a 70 Olds 442 Coupe that came in. Blue over ivory. Uh, it's got a big monster 455 in it. It's not the original motor, but, mm-hmm. uh, but it's really a cool car. 12 bolt rear. It's uh, garage kept. Um, and, you know, it's a cutlass actually with uh, 442 um, badging. And, okay. So, I'll, I mean, all cutlass, all 442s are cutlasses. So, oh, right. it's like you <laughs> So, and especially in the beginning, I think they became their own model in 73 or 74, where they actually were designated the model as 442, but they were all cutlass for the 442 option, kind of like a Z28 and a Camaro. So, uh, anyway, there's my history for the. And we got another really neat 2013 Hot Wheels edition. Camaro, mm-hmm. and it's got a six-cylinder in it, really? but it's got 323 horsepower. So that's more than my 455 V8 Pontiac had back in the day by a hundred and oh yeah three. Oh, there's some V4s. That, I mean, four <laughs> cylinders that put out more than your Camaro Trans Am. <laughs> yeah. This one apparently nobody drove it. Yeah, it just it was never driven. It's got uh, 804 mi- original miles, hmm. original window sticker in the wrapper. Um, you know, and, and it, it was one of the you know the Camaro was one of the first 16 Hot Wheels uh, produced in 1968 when they started, and uh, we all had Hot Wheels growing up, or most of us did, if you were of my age or or even a little bit younger. Um, of course, you know, part of what got me into cars, we always say, and the, the cliche answer is Hot Wheels. But you know, for me, it was the cool kid in the neighborhood. 
who had the 72 Olds 442 triple black convertible, and he dated a girl named Swan was her first <laughs> name. And so that was my wow. ideal car. That was the car that I wanted to have because I thought if I had that car, then I would in turn have Swan. You so get the girl. I get the girl, get the car. And I could hear that car on a Friday night rumbling down there. Oh, right. those trumpet exhausts coming down. I can still hear it today. And I still have never bought one. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Well, I don't, they I don't come know. in every maybe, once in a while. Maybe I'm afraid that I don't know what I'll do with it right. if I get it. This you one. got the girl. You know. I got the girl. Yeah, I got now. I got. Uh, I got to get the car. But anyway, great 2013 <laughs> Camaro. Um, we got a really interesting car in a '79 Nova sedan in tan. <laughs> it's like right. it's it's as entry level of a collector car as you can possibly get. If you look up entry level collector car in the dictionary, it will show this particular car. Oh yeah, they made a million of them. It's got a two fifty cubic inch inline six, so mm-hmm. uh, and factory air, uh, and it's beige over camel, so it's tan over tan. <laughs> it's nice. Yeah. So uh, as my wife says, just because something is low mileage and you know interesting doesn't always mean that it's going to ever be collectible because you got to find somebody who really, really, mm-hmm. really wants one of these. And this was the fourth and almost the final generation of the Nova. So they make Corvettes that color in the mid mid too, yeah, and yeah, they kind of sit yeah, for a little while. Yeah, they don't. These beige Corvettes are not <laughs> the top of the pecking order, yep. if you will, for uh, for cars. But anyway, nonetheless, uh, it's a great entry level car if you want to mm-hmm. get in and have fun and uh, have something different. And I guarantee you, you'll be the talk of anywhere you go. Uh, you know, and and any gas station you pull up to. Yep. You know, it's funny about going to a gas station is if you're used to going to a gas station and a cool old car and people come up and talk to you and then you're in something normal and nobody comes up and talks to you and you're like i wonder why people oh <laughs> it's not me <laughs> it's the car it, uh-huh. so anyway um so what an interesting car so a, a 79 nova sedan it's uh you know it's 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 ignored for now, but uh, you know, at some point in time, they're going to probably become collectible. Somebody Just, will like it. Yeah, I mean, exactly. our guy's looking for a beige Chevy Nova <laughs> yes. right now. I'm sure. Yes, I'm certain there is. There has mm-hmm. to be because the guy who bought it was looking for one at one time, right. or ended up with it somehow. Uh, we also got an '82 uh, Greenwood Coupe Corvette in. Mm-hmm. You, you lit up when I said that. D- well, I, Greenwood's from back in the day, right? right? Yeah, All exactly. The, the sort of body kit and uh, uh, fiberglass, bright blue metallic over blue. It was previously in the Lingenfelter collection, nice. uh, and uh, it was done by masterworks did the restoration on it uh masterworks restoration numbers matching 350 the greenwood body kit um yeah i mean these were the craziest looking cars back in the day i mean the with the big swoopy bodies and the imza style look to them uh which was uh you know popular back in the uh, late 70s and early 80s because that it was, was the time of the Kunta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kuntash or whatever. Yeah, exactly. The wings and the flares and the everything. Yeah, the more the merrier. And of course, the, the flared fenders were for a purpose. They yeah. weren't just for looks. They were to put bigger tires and wheels on. So, But uh, I digress. And it's got BBS wheels on it, which I always thought looked really cool back in the day. I'm not sure. They, they haven't aged well for me. <laughs> I don't know why. I, I always thought they were the coolest looking wheels and now I don't think they're as cool looking as they used to be. This would be a cool car for, I mean, to drive around. And, oh, absolutely. If you want attention, this is yeah. <laughs> if you're shy, this is probably <laughs> not, not, the the, not the car for you. But uh, but anyway, and then we got a really unusual 2012 Ford Lariat 4x4 crew cab lifted red, red, red pickup truck. Have you seen this? Thing? Yeah, it's way, <laughs> it's, it's way high. It's taller than I am. 400 horsepower with 800 foot pounds of torque. So, wow. you know, it'll just go straight up the side of a building. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, it probably never has been off road. Probably not. Cause there's <laughs> not a speck. Wheel, of, right. yeah, there's not a speck of dirt on it anywhere. It's one of those uh, off road, you know, at, you know, Land Rover was having that problem with people not thinking that they were capable of off roading 
thing. And so now there's a lot of, at a lot of different like high end resorts and stuff, they'll have the, especially in the mountainous areas, they'll have a Land Rover attraction, if you will, and you can go and drive a Land Rover around in the wooded area and they want to, they want people to take them off road. But you know, the problem is, is that you get all that crap underneath your car and then you got to, how are you going to clean it underneath if you don't have a lift? So, you know, there's that. And that I guarantee you that that uh, wash thing that you go through at the automatic car wash where it sprays up under the rockers, I don't imagine that does a whole lot of good. Probably, probably not a good idea. <laughs> probably not the best place to take your, your high-end car. And I'm certain this truck, you could you could probably get under this truck pretty mm-hmm. easily to clean you it. Walk so. under this truck. Yeah, you know, and then the, and the F-Series Ford, I mean, we sell those like crazy. They go, I don't care what era they are. If they're 1950s to, you know, the F-100 back in the day to, to current model, trucks are really – popular and the market for them has just gone completely nuts and i talked to my friends that are in the the used car business not not classic car business that say that they can't keep a truck in inventory there's just they just cannot keep them they mm-hmm. they get them and they go out as fast as they uh, come so and this one's 10 feet tall and bulletproof and it's got thirteen thousand original miles so it's 10 years old with only thirteen thousand miles so it hasn't been driven much and mm-hmm. and uh with a six-speed automatic so uh yeah exciting stuff so did you ask me where did we sell cars this past i week? didn't but i'm oh, curious where I cars may have hoping you would ask me that because they were shipped to <laughs> and i keep getting hung up in my thing here well, we'll i'm not that. sure what's going on <laughs> we can edit that in the mix right so where did we sell cars last week well we sold 20 cars last week so we had kind of a light week so which <laughs> i know don't even no letters please <laughs> yeah i said i told ethan on the way here i think it was a pretty light week it I, seemed I light yeah, yeah it seemed light. more than i thought actually we did we we've and our consignments are just through the roof mm-hmm. i mean we have consigned almost 60 cars this month and it's the 11th wow Wow. So, yeah, they're coming in. So those of you who have cars here that have recently come in, give us just a hair a little bit longer. Because by the time we write the description and put it on the lift and do the photo set and do the research on the car and get everything cataloged and yada, 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 it takes a little bit of time. So mm-hmm. it just doesn't happen. We can normally knock out, you know, five to seven a day. But, I mean, that's pushing it. That's getting them. I mean, the descriptions are seven, eight paragraphs or longer that Peter has to write for every car. And we'll have Peter on and we'll talk about mm-hmm. that process and how he does it. But anyway, back to where we sold cars yep. this week. Akron. Pennsylvania, Hackettown, New Jersey, Bradford, New Hampshire, Sharpsburg, Maryland, Williamsport, Pennsylvania twice, Page, Texas, Edison, New Jersey, Clearwater, Florida, Dallas, Texas, Port St. Lucie, Florida, Victoria, British Columbia, Canada, Broomall, Pennsylvania, Bourne, Texas, Douglasville, Pennsylvania, Lansdale, Pennsylvania, Southington, Connecticut, uh, Chester Springs, Pennsylvania, Whitefish, Montana, and Humble, Texas. Whitefish. Whitefish. So Montana. That's mm-hmm. a, I, I don't want to know what the shipping bill on that right. is going to be. God. Especially with gas and gas diesel. And diesel. Don't get, are you, oh, no, you, we're not going to start. No, no. Please don't get me started on that. You know I'm just going to go off on that. <laughs> we don't so, time. So, yeah. so I just got back from the uh, Greenwich Concours d'Elegance. Wow, that was a great show. Uh, and that's a great part of the world. And there's a little bit of money in Greenwich, just, apparently. <laughs> it's the Beverly Hills of the East Coast. Yeah, it's really amazing. I mean, and the cars over there, and Haggerty has taken over. That's one that they've bought and put under their their flagship. And uh, it was an interesting car. And I picked, again, the best in show. And that's twice I've picked best in show. When I was at Boca, I picked it. It was Mark Hyman's uh I can't even remember what it was now. And so that's how good what, I am. What one at Greenwich? Uh, 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 Ralph Morano's uh, 1948 Packard Victoria. Okay. Vignale bodied 
one of one. And I said to Ralph Morano, who's friends, you've seen him on Wayne Carini's show. He's Wayne, oh, Wayne's okay. buddy okay. with, okay. I guess, the money guy you yeah. know, or whatever. But uh, I said to him, I sidled up to him and I said, I think this one's going to win best of show. And he said, nah, they don't pick post-war cars. And, and lo and behold, they did. And it was a stunning car. And I've never seen one that even looked remotely like mm-hmm. it. And, of course, that's the whole idea behind the kind of one-off body stuff. Uh, but Vignale or Vignale or yeah. however, I'm not sure how you pronounce it. Yep. So somebody email me and Vignale. tell me podcast at classicautomall.com and tell me what I did wrong. Right. But, uh, um, but anyway, they used, to, they've done a lot of Ferraris. They did Maseratis. They did Fiat's. Uh, they were started, I think in 1948. So this would have been the first, probably the first year that they, mm-hmm. uh, they, uh, created a custom bodied car. So it was stunning. It was on the left. It was like the, it, on the far left. Yeah. On the far left of all those Vignale cars Beautiful. that were there. And, uh, it just, it really struck me. I don't know why, mm-hmm. uh, it did, but it did. Oh, I know what it was. The, the 48 Daimler of Mark Hyman's at Boca, okay. uh, the drophead coupe, which was stunning as well, too. So, and again, another 48. So that's kind of interesting. You know, it's interesting to see post war cars uh, at uh, Concord de Elegance's winning and, and being uh, represented. So, apparently, that car was also at Amelia at some point, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe even Pebble Beach. I don't know. Sure. But I know sure. they said they were at Amelia. Well, they certainly make the circuit. Yep. You know, I mean, that that's part of some of these cars. I know I have a friend of mine uh, who's got a, a Hispana Sueza, mm-hmm. and it's one like. Like four best in shows or five best in shows at different uh, uh, concours around the country. So, um, you know, and I, you know, I guess there's part of that is good and part of it's not so good, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You like to see different things win, but if a car is deserving, it's deserving, yeah, right? Absolutely. And how do you, you know, and we'll talk with our guest upcoming, our, uh, the guest that we have on today, uh, Mike Tilson, who's mm-hmm. heavily involved in uh, Concord de Elegances, de Elegances, and uh, including the Radnor and the Philly Concord, which we're b- sponsors of both of. Uh, and we'll be on, the, have him on the show here in just a minute, and we can talk about yeah. some of these things. But uh, yeah, uh, Greenwich was a lot of fun. Weather was perfect. It I, was picture Perfect. It, it couldn't have been any better. It was just amazing. I tell you, I was, uh, you know, you never know. And it can be either 100 degrees or it can be rainy and cold and miserable. We had a hard time leaving. I yeah. Like, this is, it's just, we've seen every car, but now what do we do? Yeah, Let's just stand here. Just stand was, here and so, absorb it yeah. all. Yeah. It was cool in the shade and just slightly warm in the sun. It was just like. Well, what's funny about these Concord is that you don't have any idea who you could be standing next to. That's true. You know, you could be standing next to the king of, you know, Rolex or, right, right. or the president of wherever. So, but anyway, um, a shout out to our TikTok people that are listening live with us. Oh, and uh, yeah, we'll be back in uh, just a couple of minutes with our uh, guest today, Mike Silver. Call J.C. Taylor today for a competitive quote on collector car insurance. Give your most prized possessions the attention that they deserve. You'll receive agreed value coverage, giving you the peace of mind to know you're always protected. J.C. Taylor has been supporting the hobby with reliable service that has lasted for six decades. Call 888-ANTIQUE or visit jctaylor.com slash awr to get a quote today. That's 888-268-4783 or visit jctaylor.com slash awr. Drive through time with peace of mind. J.C. Taylor. If you love classic cars, you're going to want to listen to The Classic Car Show with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello on America's Web Radio. Live every Saturday at 8 a.m. Eastern at americaswebradio.com or on demand on your favorite podcast app. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. 
<laughs> We're back with the classic old I can't even speak today. Podcast. I'm batching it this week. You know, Kathy's gone to Texas or now in Colorado Springs to move the kids. So I'm hanging out by myself. So I having having steak and red wine, and that's the only that's the only item that I have. There's no potato. There's no vegetable. What? There's it's just steak and red wine. I'm sorry to hear. That's that's all. That's the diet. So anyway, uh, on to more things automotive. Uh, we have a a wonderful guest here today, uh, Mr. Mike Tilson. Good morning, Mike. How are you this morning? Good morning. How are you? We're doing fantastic. Appreciate so much you being on the show. And, uh, My pleasure. Yeah, Thank we're you. having a lot of fun with it. We don't know what we're doing half the time, but you know. <laughs> that's, that's life today. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? But uh, for those of you who don't know Mike, uh, he is the founder and chairman of the Radnor Hunt Concord d'Elegance, as well as the Philadelphia. I always want to say Philly. Do you call it the Philly Concord or do you call it? No, Philly? we call it, we call, call it the Philadelphia Concord. Well, that's but, the one. That's the you way. Can call it <laughs> well, you know, I hate to shorten things because it's just like with my name. I get Stu all the time, and and Uh-oh. instead of Stuart, and I know my mother rolling over in her grave, you know. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, and we uh, just came on board as a sponsor uh, this year of the Philadelphia yeah. Concourse, so we're we really really appreciate that. Well, we're proud to be a part of it, and I don't know why what I was thinking why we haven't done it sooner. So I I uh, no. you know the day just gets away from you sometimes, you know. Yeah, time gets uh... it really does. And, uh, of course, um, you know, the, these Concord events have become quite the shows. I mean, just amazing what they have become over the past, what would you say, the past 10 years they've really lit up? Yeah, they do. And I, it, it sort of strikes me that they call them a hobby. <laughs> A little bit bigger than a hobby. It's a, it's huge. Yeah, it really is more than a hobby. And, you know, we kind of find ourselves with that, at that crossroads about hobby versus a business or whatever. You, you know, with Haggerty yeah. going public for $3.2 billion and, and, uh, these concours getting, I mean, you know, the, the Radner, in my opinion, it's Radner and Amelia and Pebble are the three best concours in the country. I mean, I, and arguably mm-hmm. so, right? I mean, would you agree with that? Well, you know, we really have a hotbed of cars in the Philadelphia area. Um, and we have cars that come to the Radnor Concours that will not go to Pebble Beach that are just the, the, that quality. Sure. You don't travel that far. So we're fortunate. We get some really, really great cars and I've got a good team. Oh, absolutely. We love working with your guys down at, uh, at Radnor and, uh, and we're again, uh, in the display area there again this year. Uh, and we've had a lot of fun doing it and met a lot of great people. People don't realize, and I, I preach this about how much car culture is in this part of the world. Absolutely. You know, it's just, I mean, it's amazing to me. I don't think, I didn't know it when I first moved here. My partner bought this mall about a year before I ended up partnering with him on the classic auto mall business. And I wasn't sure, you know, I just, I didn't know the area very well. And I thought, well, this is kind of a crapshoot. Maybe, maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. But my goodness, I mean, we figured that uh, we would get cars from probably 150 to 200 mile radius. And actually what we're getting is about a 75 mile radius right. where our consignments are coming from. But there's enough inventory to keep us fed for, it seems like eternity. <laughs> now, I, I keep hearing about collections uh, that I never heard of that are 10 miles from where we are. Isn't that, isn't that amazing? I've seen so many great collections around here and uh, and great people. You yeah. Know, 
What people don't realize is that Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania is not the North. And I say that because I think yep. the North, you know, the North always gets a rap that, you know, everybody's short and quick and, and hot tempered and, and won't let you in on traffic. Pennsylvania is so mellow. It's just the great. I really love this part of the world. We're not that far from the Mason Dixon line. <laughs> That's, that is true. So, so Radnor started what in 19, when was that that you started Radnor Hunt? Uh, 25 years ago. This is our 25th anniversary. Wow. Wow. That's hard to believe. And did you, I mean, obviously you hoped it would grow to what it's become, but did you have any well, inclination? <laughs> no, I, uh, I was on, I'd been involved at Radnor Hunt uh, for 35 years in the, in the uh, fox hunting program. And I was on the uh, future planning committee and they wanted to come up with something other than fox hunting and tennis. And uh, I said, well, you know, I, I can invite, 25 or 30 of my good friends with really cool cars and we could sit on the patio and have drinks and have a little garden party. Right. That's what we did the first time. And then they talked about it. They said, well, could you get more cars and can make it bigger? Can you get sponsors? And one thing led to another and it's really grew from that. Um, And then it got almost too big. And uh, we decide. I decided to cut it back and call it the 100 motor cars. So we limit the the conqueror field to 100 cars that that are uh, hand picked, and then we have a motorsports park with 250 cars of car clubs and cars that didn't make the cut. They're right. all, all pretty pretty outstanding. We were the first conqueror to have um, motorcycles. And the only concours that do uh, horse-drawn carriages. Right, right. I, I was re- I'd forgotten about the uh, carriages. I love the fact that you added motorcycles because, you know, it, it is, is an impor- important part of our hobby. It, it, it's all part of the transportation story. Absolutely, and especially you know around here. And I love the horse-drawn carriages. I have a friend who's not far from here uh, who has an amazing uh, set, uh, collection of horse-drawn carriages from Belgium, and mm-hmm. all those. I'm sure you know who I'm talking about. And man, oh man, those things are. I'm almost more gravitated to them than the car. <laughs> yeah, and they're very complicated and difficult to restore. Yeah, yeah, they're not they're not uh, just like a they're not like a car. Obviously, uh, they have wheels. I guess that is the similarity that they do have. But we were, fe- we're featuring this year. We're fe- featuring uh, Durham uh, Coachwork. Right. Cars, and we do have a selection of Durham carriages too. And Durham, for those of you who don't know, was had a factory just not far from here, right? Wasn't it uh, Rosemont. Rosemont? Rosemont, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know why I couldn't think of that. So the other cool thing about the Radnor Concours is that you uh, it's, it's it supports charities as well too. Tell me a little bit about the charities that uh, you're on. Uh, we support Thorncroft Therapeutic Riding Program. Mm-hmm. They. Um, uh, have wounded warriors, uh, children with disabilities, and they put them on horses, and it makes an incredible difference for them. Right. Stimulates movement for them when they can't move. And uh, for a period of time in their day, they're, they're, uh, uh, on top of a horse looking down instead of in a wheelchair looking up. Wow. I never thought about it that way, but that's yeah. really fascinating. Um, yeah. Winston Churchill said there's something about the outside of a horse that's good for the inside of a man. <laughs> I love that. That is a great. I can vouch for that. Yeah. I, I, well, I, I guess, you know, you've been around horses all your life, I guess, right? My father uh, and grandfather started in the horse business and then uh, transitioned into the car business. And I kind of followed that that path as well. Sure. Sure. Do you, what do you prefer the car business or the horse business? Um, I like horses and horsepower. Right. <laughs> well, said. And, uh, you know, and I, um, 
I had a shop and we do modifications and I had a young man who came in with a 350 horsepower Porsche and he wanted some modifications to get it up to 500 horsepower. And I said, so you want um, a couple hundred more horsepower? Have you ever been on a horse? I mean, <laughs> 300 more or 500 more? I mean, pretty powerful stuff. People don't realize it, do they? Absolutely. I don't think people realize what they want until they get it, and then they realize they didn't really want it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I imagine you've seen that a lot. So do you have a – Do you have a? Uh, and I know this will be a very difficult question because all the cars – it's always – I always thought it would be hard to judge a Concorde because all the cars look perfect to me. You know, everyone that you see in a Concorde. But do you have a favorite over the years? Is there some? Is there a car that stood out to you that you just really get your got your attention? I've, I've always been an, a fan of Ferraris. I worked for the Ferrari dealership in Rosemont, which was in the Durham building. Uh, I have a passion for Ferraris, um, particularly love Ferrari GTOs, love, you know, almost any racing Ferrari. Uh, and I have a passion for um, uh, Lancia. I have right. a couple of Lanchas. I have a Zagato body Lancia. I have a, um, a Lancia HFR uh, race car. So, um, and I have a Packard. I have a Durham bodied Packard. So sure. my, my tastes are fairly eclectic. <laughs> I like that though. That's, that's the thing around here. People don't understand. They can't pick what I'm going to like and not like because there's. Uh, yeah, interestingly enough, I was on the, uh, the uh, best of show committee at Greenwich last weekend and um, it was unanimous to pick the. Uh, the the Vignali the, uh, body Packard. Yeah, and even I, like I was saying earlier in the show, even Ralph Morano said, "No, they're not going to pick this car." I told him, I said, "I think they're going to pick your car." Yeah, it, it was astounding. It was, oh, beautiful. it was really a stunner. It really, I yeah, it, they had some great competition there. It was, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was I was amazed at the at the selection that they got there, and I'm really pleased for it. And and you know, we don't know what direction these Concord Amelia and and no. Greenwich are going to take with Haggerty at the helm. I mean. I'm certain it's going to be different at some point in time. It's, I guess it's a little bit different now of some of the things they added. I did love the kid feature that they had there. I thought that yeah. was really cool uh, yeah. to to get kids involved. But uh, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I hope it doesn't change much because I like things the, the way they were, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, um, and then also uh, in sponsorship, don't you all uh, also, uh, in, with Radnor, uh, have something to do with the local Boy Scout troops as well, too? Yes, we support the Boy Scouts. They, they come and volunteer and help with parking and uh, uh, guiding people around. And we, we make a donation to the Boy Scout troops. I love that. And, you know, that's that's a, one of those things that I, I'm so fearful it's going to go away, you know, just because, yeah. of, you know, yeah. kids are different than, than when we were kids. And that's part of the problem with the Concord world. we got to get young people involved. Yeah. And, what uh, what what do you think? Doing a lot about that. Yeah. I mean, what can I mean? I, I like that Haggerty does that. And that's a good thing that they do. What on your end are you all doing? Are you thinking about how, you know, do you, do you, well, we, you know, we have junior judges that come and uh, we encourage women. We're trying to get more and more women involved. My significant other, uh, she's judged every major concours in this country and in, in Europe. We, we judge together. We judge about 15 concours events a year. Right. Oh, wow. um, so I'm, I, I'm seeing more women getting involved. And I, I think the judges like that because they get a woman's perspective on design and shape and color. And so that, that's all good. But get, getting young people involved is very 
uh, challenging. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 worrisome. But you know, the good news is is that what we've seen, and we've seen it time and time again, is we've predicted the demise of the Model A for about twenty five years now, and it's mm-hmm. far from the truth. People are still buying the Model A sure? uh, yeah. and pre war cars in general. Brass cars are going crazy, um, mm-hmm. and so it is encouraging to see that. But uh, you know, we we worry about the same thing too: is who's going to take these over? And then of course you got to worry about you know. I mean, I think it's not in our lifetimes, but you know, is gasoline going to be available for you know? That's the other issue, yeah. But I think that's what uh, Mikhail Haggerty is uh, pushing for: is to try and keep that that uh, energy, so to speak, alive, so that it doesn't go away. And he's a he's a smart boy, so I think he'll probably yeah. be able to figure it out. He, he, he will succeed. I yeah, I, I really hope so as well too. And uh, we're hoping that uh, you know this hobby will continue because. It's important, and we want the young people, and I love it when the kids come in here, and it's dad and grandpa and the grandson, and they're all equally enjoying the cars as much as the next, and you know that's what we encourage people. We have almost a 1,000 cars here in our building. We don't charge admission because we want people to come and enjoy sure. it, and, yeah. uh, and that's important for us, and uh, so we, we hope that keeping that up will get people interested and keep people involved in it, because I tell people that... Even if you're not into cars, when you come into our place or go to a Concord Elegance, you're going to see things that are going to remind you of things that you maybe knew when you were growing up or the neighbor had or something along those lines. And, and it, it's, it's the history of our country. Uh, yeah. And we talked about, Steve and I were talking about last week about, you think of it, every major milestone in your life usually revolved around a car. When you go into the hospital to, you know, for the birth of your children, to getting married, to go on your honey, you know, all that was around the car. So we hope that can, that continues. Um, and, uh, also, weren't you, are you still involved with the Chattanooga Concours? Yeah, I'm the chief judge of Chattanooga Concours. It's a fairly new event, but, uh, it was pretty successful right from the beginning and, and it's growing. And it's a very interesting venue and, um, a lot, we're getting a lot of support. Yeah, I was there last year. We we had a booth set up down there last year, and I was blown away. I grew up yeah. in Knoxville, just north of there, oh, okay. and we didn't realize that Chattanooga had surpassed Knoxville by leaps and bounds. <laughs> I, I had never been there before, and I was impressed. It's a wonderful, it, wonderful. It really is a great event. I love that they've got the racetrack set up with the the historic yeah. racing stuff uh, going on. So that's that's exciting as well too. When we return, we'll talk more about some concours and maybe a little bit about Mike's uh, racing career that uh, uh, I've read about. So. We'll be back in just a minute. When it comes to car magazines, are you tired of reading about mega dollar collector cars you can't afford, or endless reporting on auctions and how to tech stories that don't interest you? Then Crankshaft is the car magazine for you. Crankshaft is a 144 page softcover quarterly filled with all sorts of fascinating stories, the type of car features you won't find anywhere else. It features American and foreign cars, pre and post war era cars of distinction, including sports cars, muscle cars, and regular family sedans, too. To discover what many car enthusiasts are saying is the best car magazine ever published, you can purchase either a single copy for $12.95 plus $3 postage, or a one-year subscription, four issues, for $59.95. To order your copy, go to www.crankshaftmagazine.com. That's www.crankshaftmagazine.com. If you want the truth about politics, medicine, weapons, classic cars, and more, you'll want to tune in to America's Web Radio. You can listen to all of your favorite shows live at www.americaswebradio.com or on demand on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. That's www.americaswebradio.com. 
You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back from the, with the Classic Auto Mall podcast, live from the Classic Auto Mall studio. Well, live if you happen to be here, I guess. Yep. Yeah, People otherwise, are taking pictures of you. Or, well, why wouldn't they? <laughs> Come on. We're talking with Mike Tilson uh, via Zoom meeting, which is a wonderful technology to have. And, mm. uh, you know, it's uh, it brings us close together. He was busy today, but uh, graciously gave us some time to, to be on the show. And we were talking about uh, his involvement and in the starting of the Radnor Hunt Concours. And that's coming up September 9th through the 11th, right, Mike? And the That's correct. Yeah, and yeah. then uh, and but the next one coming up that you're involved with is the Philly at uh, Philadelphia Concord de Elegance at the Simeone Museum. Correct. That's the twenty fourth and twenty fifth. What a great venue that is! It is. It's amazing because we bring a lot of interesting cars to, uh, to be judged, and people get the advantage of seeing Fred's collection as well as the cars we bring in. Yeah, I mean, down in collection. Uh, if you've never been and seen that, then you need to just put it on your bucket list and go because it is amazing. And if you know even the slightest bit about uh, historic racing, you're just going to be blown away. I mean, yeah. the cars that he has in his, you know, a real Cobra Daytona in, and it looks like it just came off the track at Le Mans. <laughs> the way it should. Yes. The way it should be and driven. And I love yeah. that, you know. What, um, uh, and so you've got the event on the 25th and that's cool cars for kids is the beneficiary of that as well right and you've got an interesting uh, participant or, or or helper with it i guess uh uh dick vermeil dick vermeil coach vermeil he's very supportive uh, uh he, he um he actually has a grandchild with some genetic uh, uh issues and right. that sort of piqued his interest in helping which is part of what the uh the fundraising is about for the cool cars for kids for genetic research for children with uh, rare diagnoses. Right. And it's funny because uh, people know him as the coach of the Eagles and then of the Rams and won the Super Bowl and, and all that, but they don't realize he's a car guy. Oh yeah, he is. He has a race car that belonged to his uh, father who raced uh, dirt track. Right. He's going to bring that car this year. Oh, fantastic. Oh, I'm, I'm anxious to see it. I'm anxious to see him again. He was quite interesting. I, when I met him, I told him that my son was a huge Tennessee Titans fan. And when they Uh-oh. won in the Super Bowl, he says, I said, can I get a picture with it? He says, yeah. He said, I'll do you one better though. He says, take a picture of this. And he held up his ring and I took a picture and texted to my son. And I don't think he's spoken to me since. And that was two years ago. <laughs> no, I, I digress. Well, he's been, uh, he's getting inducted into the Hall of Fame too. You know? Yeah. I, I, I read that as well too so uh, fantastic and you know the participation of guys like him is just wonderful because it 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 does add exposure to from maybe a different crowd of people that, that does yeah. you know from sports people that may not be necessarily car people or or whatever but yeah, uh, very very generous in, in donating uh, uh tickets to uh, uh eagles games and and he does have a uh vineyard and he donates wine to the event and uh, tremendously supportive is that a California vineyard or is it in Pennsylvania? Yes. Oh, it is. Oh, wow. Fantastic. That would be, I, I think that's got to be on a lot of guys' bucket list to have a vineyard. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> that's fantastic. Well, we appreciate his help with all that he does and uh, and with the charities with all that you do with that. And uh, so you've been into cars and horses, as you said earlier, your whole entire life. But you got into racing early on, didn't you? I, I did. Um, my whole time in college, I uh, really didn't enjoy it. And I kept thinking about racing and driving race cars. And my grandfather used to take me to dirt track races. And um, unfortunately, in this country, 
you couldn't start racing until you were 21. So I had to wait till I was 21. In Europe, they were the young young men were racing at 17 and 18. Right. So um, I got started in local SCCA racing and um, doing you know short races, and I wanted to spend more time in the car. So I got involved in uh, racing in the World Endurance Championship uh, series, where you could race 12 hours and 24 hours. And sleep on the pit wall, right? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, I did a lot of races at Sebring and a lot of races at Daytona. Um, Watkins Glen six-hour raced uh, in uh, Mexico, uh, raced in uh, Canada, Mosport, um, all the major tracks in the U.S. And we built the cars at my shop in Philadelphia. So we were pretty much um, independents, but we acquitted ourselves very well against the factory teams. Sure. In- Finished in the top 10, finished fifth overall. They've done in 24 hours. Um, had some great co-drivers, uh, uh, Bruce Jennings, Bob Holbert, and um, Innes Ireland. Uh, right. I was very fortunate. I had a uh, – and, and it was a time that you could do it. Right. You can't do it now. It's no. too expensive. And that's finally what uh, got me out of it, you know, started to get um, – you know, start a family and then um, more money came into the sport and could up with it. Sure, sure. Did I read somewhere that you've competed in the Mille Miglia? Yeah, did the Mille Miglia in, I had a BMW 507. Oh, wow. And, um, Darn, I hate to hear that. <laughs> yeah, but, um, and, and I had the great fortune to meet um, Count Gertz, Albrecht von Gertz, who designed the car. Wow! Yeah, how cool. Took him for a ride in the car, and he signed the glove compartment for me. That's that's almost better than Carol Shelby signing your cover, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's fantastic. And did did uh, did you mostly race Porsches? Did I know, see that? And I, I started in Formula cars, uh, and I then, then I raced Lancia when I worked for um, the Ferrari Lancia distributor, and then I transitioned into Porsches, and that's what I uh, spent most of my time in. Do you still have any of those old race cars? Uh, I have my my Lancia uh, Fulvia race car. Right. Yes. Oh, that's right. You did mention that. Yeah, uh, that's fantastic. I tell you, I love the Porsche nine thirty five whale tails ones and the yeah, I, the Moby Dick yeah. cars from the day. Oh. Yeah, I drove a 934 with uh, Elliott Forbes Robinson. Oh, man. I tell you what, those cars to me, and, and a lot of people, you know, they don't, I, I, I get conflicting people talking about those cars. Ah, oh, they're just a 911 with some add-ons. They're fantastic yeah. cars. They're, they're, yeah. they're not that. Well, they were de- very difficult to drive, and I thought it was me. Uh, it was like <laughs> those 25 years later, I ran into Elliott somewhere, and we were talking about the 934, and he said, that car was really awful, to drive, difficult to drive because it had so much horsepower and it had very narrow wheels. You could get rubber in every gear. In wow, wow. And it's it hard was, to know that that balance of throttle versus… Right, and there was a tremendous lag on the with the turbocharger. So, Like the street going… <laughs> yeah, like the 930 Turbo streetcar. I never forget the first time I drove one. A buddy of mine had it, and we might have had a few cocktails. And he said, ah, let's go down the boulevard. And I put it in second gear. And just as I was coming around an off-camber turn, and the turbo kicked in. And I am thankful that I didn't hit that fire hydrant that, that was that yeah. far away. <laughs> yeah. Subsequently, with the twin turbo, that helps because, you, you know, it's more progressive. Yeah. Now my wife's SUV has a twin turbo. <laughs> it's just crazy. <laughs> Unbelievable with the technology of cars. 
stars. But yeah, I used to love to watch the IMSA stuff and, and, uh, at Road Atlanta and Riverside and mm-hmm. got to go to a lot of very cool races over the years. And the 935s are always my favorites. I mean, I love the 917s for what they were and what they are and, and yeah, what they always will be. Um, and, but boy, oh boy, that 935 just are in 34s. And Amelia, was it last year? Was it last year or the year before last that they had that wonderful collection of 934s and 935s yeah. down no. there? Oh, man, they had probably 25 or 30 of them in, in one place. That was, pretty, that was That's astounding. Yeah, yeah. pretty impressive uh, down there as well. And so uh, so you were you worked at uh, – you were like the service manager at Algar, right? Yes, I was their service manager there, yes. So is there anything that you don't know about Ferraris? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, I've, nobody's – knows everything. I, I do know a, a lot. And, you know, I, um, uh, had the m- misfortune, uh, of crashing one of the most rarest Ferraris in the world. I crashed a 250 GTO. Um, uh, and it was a, a 64. It was next to the last one built with the original coachwork. Uh, and, um, it uh, was for sale for seventy nine hundred and ninety five dollars, which <laughs> wow. So uh, after it got totaled, um, we sold the wreckage. It went to Pierre Bardon in France, and uh, he put the car back together and um, had it for several many years. And then uh, when he passed away, his son sold it. For fifty-two million dollars, <laughs> nice little profit. Yeah, I wasn't smart enough to invest in that. <laughs> but but you know who knew? They were just old race cars. Exactly. But, you know, a lot of people didn't. No, and, and even as recently, I remember that even as recently as fifteen or twenty years ago at Monterey, you'd see a nine thirty-five come through the sale, and it would no sale at you know some ridiculous price at the time of three hundred grand. Nobody was really interested, and then all of a sudden, the historic racing came on. Yeah. And man, oh man, oh man, that changed the playing field drastically. Oh. Well, well, look at the most valuable car that just got sold, the Mercedes. Uh, I know, uh, one hundred forty-two million U.S. Yeah, isn't that crazy? I mean, but in the you know, and they say not only is it one of the top car sales, it is the top car sale, but it's in the top ten of anything collectible ever uh, sold, yeah. ever yeah. sold. I think the record right. is four hundred million for some painting by some. French guy, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, certainly not an automobile. And you know the Ferrari GTOs, the private trading is we've heard somewhere around seventy million now. Seventy-two million. Uh, the uh, WeatherTech. Uh, yeah, yeah. The McNeil, I think, is the name on it. Yeah. I yeah. guess did they? I, I don't really know the story on them, but uh, they've either done really, really well with floor mats, or they had money before they started. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you, you see their ads everywhere, and you think. And it's such a little niche market, but maybe it's something that, you know, I guess they figured out something, you know, to, that was better oh, yeah. than, than everybody yeah. else, but good for them. But, you know, and then there's people that collect cars that you wouldn't expect, like, you know, the Rob Waltons of the world, uh, you know, mm-hmm. who's got an amazing collection of Ferraris. And it's funny because Walmart is as blue collar as it gets, you know, sure. and sure. Uh, yet they have this magnificent collection of Ferraris and sports race cars and European cars and all that. So it's, it's really, really interesting. Uh, I have a good friend that who is, uh, uh, Rob Walton's advisor. Uh, he, he knows him very, and he right. depends on him exclusively to find cars for him. And he's very qualified. 
Yeah, well, guys like I mean, guys like Rob Walton just can't go to an auction and start raising their hand because oh. they, they no. just doesn't work that way. It's like Leno; no, you just yeah. you just can't do it. And, and everything's you, done privately. Yeah, 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 exactly. Because you know, let's face it. I mean, buying I love auctions. Don't get me wrong, but buying at an auction is not always the smartest way to buy an automobile. No. <laughs> yeah. I, I've done, and it, it's not my favorite way to do it. No, no. So, uh, still got a big collection of cars in your garage. I've got a 250 PF Cabriolet, Ferrari oh. 250 PF Cabriolet, my my Packard, a um, couple of launches, a 356 Porsche 911. Um, I've got an, um, a slightly illegal Alfa Romeo 166 <laughs> here on an Italian passport. Um, right. How many? Well, we won't even ask how many years it's been here. <laughs> yeah, it's been here a while. Yeah, been here a few years. But uh, so, uh, but anyway, well, we certainly appreciate you having on. Don't forget uh, the the uh, Philadelphia Concours at the Simeon is June 24th and 25th, and then uh, Radnor Hunt September 9th through the 11th. And, That's it. Thank yeah. You. And we will look forward to seeing you there and shaking your hand at both events, sir. And, uh, yeah, look forward to it. Yeah. Pleasure, you. pleasure having you on. Thanks again. Thank you for the support. Uh huh. Be well. And we'll be back in a minute. Since the 1960s, J.C. Taylor has been America's premier specialty insurance provider for classic cars, antique autos, modified, and custom vehicles. Our customers have trusted us to protect their prized possessions for more than six decades. For more information, or to receive a quote, contact our expert team today by calling 888-ANTIQUE, or by visiting our website at jctaylor.com slash awr, that's 888-268-4783, or visit jctaylor.com slash awr, drive through time with peace of mind. J.C. Taylor. Veteran-owned America's web radio endorses and supports Dr. Rich McCormick for Georgia's 6th District, U.S. House of Representatives, as a decorated Marine helicopter pilot, and now an emergency room doctor who served on the front lines against COVID-19, Dr. Rich McCormick has never been afraid of a fight. Whether it's communist China abroad, or the radical left in America, Rich knows the next fight facing America is to stop socialism. He's all in. Vote for Rich McCormick. If you want the truth about politics, medicine, weapons, classic cars, and more, you'll want to tune in to America's Web Radio. You can listen to all of your favorite shows live at www.americaswebradio.com or on demand on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. That's www.americaswebradio.com. If you love classic cars, you're going to want to listen to The Classic Car Show with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello on America's Web Radio, live every Saturday at 8 a.m. Eastern at americaswebradio.com or on demand on your favorite podcast app. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the americasbroadcastnetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back with the Classic Auto Mall podcast, live from the Classic Auto Mall studios. If you happen to be here, and if you're not here, well, then it's not live. You're listening to it recorded. Hey, you know what we forgot to do is our four on the floor. Four on the floor. Yeah. Well, by the way, Mike Tilson, great guy. Great guy. Wow. Great what, guy. A, what, what a collection. A, yeah. What, what a, oh, I could have talked more about the racing, too. You know, it's just the time goes so quick. It does. It's so crazy. You know, it's, I, it's either I'm asking too many open-ended questions or that just time goes and it's gone. So, But we didn't do our four on the floor. And if you don't know what our four on the floor is. Oh, last week's, by the way. Wait, 
going to get TikTok to okay, load up for you. Go all on. right. So last week's uh, uh, the car that we uh, read last week and broadcast last week was uh, the stock number thirty nine fifty seven, our nineteen seventy Datsun two forty Z, and uh, we had one person get that right, nice. and uh, and a couple of them got it wrong. I'm not sure what they were thinking, but <laughs> that happens. That's right? the idea. That's the idea. You hope that that happens. So anyway, so this week, so what we do, the premise of it is, is we give you four clues, and it has to be a car in inventory, and it's funny because last week I was talking a little bit about the 240Z, and I could see you over there sweating that I was going to give away the Well, the clue. it's so funny because right after Four on the Floor, you said when you did the new inventory, yeah. first first car was that Z or, yeah. or another Z. But. Yeah. No, I think uh, it was that one, I think. Was it? So. Yeah. So and we actually talked a little bit about this car last week too. So that'll be a help to people. Okay, good. So and, you go know, back and listen. To the go last back and listen. To the, see, that's I like that. Thing. Yeah, that's yeah. how we get them to go back. Yeah. So so we give you four clues, and you send us an email to podcast at classicautomall dot com. And if you're correct, uh, if you're the only one correct, you get a hat. And if you're one of twenty, then we'll draw out, a hat, out of a hat to give you a hat, and we'll draw one winner uh, each week. So we'll, we'll give you the hat that we drew your name out. <laughs> yeah, well, that, I mean, come on. I mean, it doesn't get any better. That does not. And of course, uh, how could it? So anyway, podcast at Classic Automall. Send your answers uh, as quickly as possible so we can uh, get that hat right out to you. Mm-hmm. So you can start marketing for us. Okay. So clue number one: despite its first model name, it's an American car. Not French. Despite its second model name, it's not a convertible. Number three, add Safari to its name and it becomes a station wagon. And clue number four, shared its platform with the Impala and Caprice of this era. So there's your four clues. If you know what car it is, it's got to be a specific car in our inventory. Stock number, year, make, and model. And I'll read the four clues again. Despite, number one, despite its first model name, it's an American car, not French. Number two, despite its second model name, it's not a convertible. Number three, adds Safari to its name, and it becomes a station wagon. And number four, shared its platform with the Impala and Caprice of this era. So if you know the answer, send us an email, and we'll get you a hat right away. So... Um, yeah, and you know what's interesting? It's Safari to its name, and it becomes a station wagon. I was reading, uh, was it yesterday, I think, or the day before yesterday, when they put a GNX or a Grand National Motor in a Safari wagon. Oh. And they were trying to – that was one of the things that some of the engineers were doing at the Skunk Quirks of uh-huh. Buick to try to get away from that stodgy right. demeanor of Buick and the way it was. And, of course, uh, they I, I think they did it and somebody didn't want to get upstage. I think it beat a Corvette or something. Probably. And so <laughs> General Motors said, no, 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 we're not having a station wagon wood paneling uh, beat a Corvette. So right. so it didn't happen. So, But it was cool. I always liked those Safari wagons. I thought they mm-hmm. were cool. I like the wagons. I like the uh, – the ones, the Oldsmobile Vista Cruisers, those were my favorite. That's how it had a little window on. Top. Had the window on top, really like the cool. like on the uh, the old Trailways buses. Yeah, that right, Had that right. little Vista Cruiser, scenic Vista, or whatever the heck they those were called. Cool. So they were very cool in the day. So um, I better write down what day we wrote, read this, so I'll know, so I won't screw this up. So and we had a uh, wagons are pretty hot here too. We had a seventy, no, maybe 85, uh, 85 Buick wagon. Buick station wagon right. with the back with the third row facing out, which is un- unnerving for some people. And they loved it on social media, and it eventually sold. Obviously, so. Kathy makes her crazy when I back up in the golf cart when she's sitting <laughs> in the front seat. She, oh, just, yeah. she doesn't like going backwards, especially <laughs> at any speed. You know, right. <laughs> so, but anyway, um, I, you know, one thing I didn't talk about at Greenwich uh, last mm-hmm. week was the People's Choice Award went to that '56 Dodge Power Wagon, the big green mean yeah. machine, and that was the you know the '56 was the third series. Uh, 
uh, made from 56 to 71. And uh, the debut of the Power Wagon came in 1946. And then in the 70s, they made some really cool Power Wagons. Remember those? Mm-hmm. They were had a really graphic paint scheme to them, and they were really cool. And it looks like this thing. Did you see this one? Yes, yeah. I did. Yeah, it is amazing. And it's only got a 111 horsepower L-head 230 cubic inch engine. But. It's everything you'd expect at a concourse. It was it was perfect. Yeah. And, of course, I was with a sports car club, and I said, I'll see you guys. I'm a, I'll be over here at the truck section. <laughs> and they laughed. But look at that. People's Choice Award yeah. turned out to be a power wagon. And I love People's Choice Awards at these things because – you know, it's 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 important for people to 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 express their opinions on what they think is good, not just the judges. And the judges are all uber qualified, as oh, yeah. Mike Tilson and mm-hmm. Dave Kenny and Wayne Carini and all the guys that are judging Tim, at these Tim, things. Uh, Tim McNair, I saw Tim. Did you see Tim? I did. Yeah, yeah, I spoke to Tim. And uh, good thing I had my shirt on. No, <laughs> I always worry if people even remember who you are. You know, isn't it funny? Uh, you just don't know if anybody's paying attention or not. But right. no, he came right up and said, "Hey, Stuart, how you doing?" Oh, so that was uh, cool. And uh, he's uh, man. I, I've watched a couple of his episodes. Have you seen yeah. on Haggerty? It's, mm-hmm. it's. I mean, it's it's detail oriented oriented detailing you know it's exactly. very detailed well, i think we've talked about this the the detail world is huge and very mm-hmm. enthusiastic group so yeah they, they really like that kind of stuff and guys that detail cars mm-hmm. love to detail mm-hmm. cars right. like our guy mike gramana he just loves detailing cars that's his thing you know <laughs> and that's so cool i love that that you know they take such pride in it they want that car to look shiny and pretty and they're proud of it you yeah. know look at what i did look at, i made mm-hmm. this car look the best it could possibly look and some of these guys go to a level i have an old buddy of mine bob who does uh, Finned Mopars is his restoration stuff. And he used to do engine compartments and he would charge five grand. Mm-hmm. He'd literally take the front clip off wow. and just yeah. every, I mean, every nut, every bolt, every, everything in that engine compartment was beautiful. You just eat off of it. It was so perfect. And uh, it's amazing how where dirt ends up. Yeah, it ends up in odd places. Yeah. So, uh, and there was also a bottoms auction. Did you go over to the auction at all? Or? I did. One of our club members had a Aston Martin there, so he had a, a pass, I mm-hmm. guess. And, and we, he, he said, these guys are with me, and six of us filed in. And <laughs> That's not what they meant when they said you could bring a guest. <laughs> stood there like rubes. And, uh, yeah, it was it was really interesting, and I uh, was comparing uh, – well, they had similar some of the cars they had we have here at Classic sure, Automobile. Sure, absolutely. Was, you know, comparing prices and things like that. And you know, the funny thing about it is, is that that I always say that uh, you know, there's not one right way to, to sell a car. You know, sometimes the auctions do better than us. Sometimes we do better than auctions. Uh, you know, yeah. it's it's whatever suits you personally. You know, some people aren't cut out for the auction world because you have to make a decision quick. But you have a room full of people with with cash in their pocket ready to buy cars. So, and arguably we have that as well here. Bonhams is is such a different animal than <laughs> Barrett Jackson and Meekum. I mean, they're both great. Yeah, love them both. But there's a the British thing. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's very got proper. The, it's very proper. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a vibe to it. You don't hear much. None of that. It's and the next bid will right. be cars yours, sir. Cars, cars yours. yours. The cars yours in the room. We have the bid in the room. Yes, love it. Yeah, and Charlie Ross who does uh, Gooding and Company's uh, auctions is great. Yeah. He's hilarious, dry British humor, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and, you know, we'll, we'll goad you if you do something wrong and applaud you if you do something right, you know. I really liked it. it was yeah. Fun. 
lot, and they they had a great sale. Ninety one percent sold, five point eight million. The top sale was at twenty nine Bentley four and a half liter touring. Mm-hmm. So for with with the fees six oh four. So mm-hmm. um, wow. So uh, <laughs> something I read in Hemmings the other day. I don't know where this comes from. I, I get a lot of cool stuff from Hemmings from that show. So mm-hmm. thank you to Hemmings and 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 it was an article about. Do you think? If there was one, could you spot a surveillance van in your neighbor? <laughs> An FBI surveillance That's van funny. in your. So you know, if you're you know into illegal things and you see a van parked out, I remember in Scarface, you know, the cable oh, right, truck was right. parked out there, right. and uh, it's just could you spot an FBI surveillance That's van funny. on your street? I would say some streets you probably couldn't. If you lived in downtown Philly, you'd never know because yeah. there's just well, vans. Well, suburbia. If there's a van on our street, then I'm calling the cops. Yeah, I mean, I live <laughs> in a little cul-de-sac. You know right. that that if there's any odd car there, right. it's immediately going to somebody. Doesn't have to be a van. It doesn't have to be a van. It could be just an unusual car. Right. But uh, but anyway, and and uh, Haggerty announced at the uh, Greenwich Concours two new inductees into their National Historic Vehicle Register, which is if you don't know, it's it's they're documenting these cars that go into the historic register and they're actually documented in the Library of Congress forever. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they've 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 inducted the DeLorean from uh, Back to the Future, the Lamborghini Countach from Cannonball Run and then some other cars as well, too. And this year, the 31st and 32nd inductee. Uh, the 1952 fabulous Hudson Hornet, raced by Herb Thomas, uh, back in the day was inducted. And that's, that, those Hudson Hornets dominated stock car racing in the early 50s, 51 through 55. And it was just as NASCAR was becoming popular. And, uh, you know, the, the, the Hudson for, you know, it was just a fantastic car. And the fabulous Hudson Hornet is just very well known. And then a 1960s, I'm not even sure what year, uh, this car was, the Chrysler corporation turbine car Mm -hmm. they made 55 of these more than i thought yeah and you see them from time to time come up at auction i think they've traded over a million dollars is that right jay leno has one yeah he's got one Mm -hmm. and uh it was run it was a consumer research project they had turbine jet engines and gear designed bodies which is another just like vignale is another body maker Mm -hmm. uh or not french but italian Pardon, excuse me, all you Italians. Yeah, right. um, and so those are the two cars that uh, only only nine of them remain. They say mm-hmm. so. So we see them, but we don't see them. You know what I mean? So. The other ones went into space. You know? <laughs> yeah, they were so fast, they went so right. <laughs> jet powered. Jet powered just went right into space. You know, turbine power could be it could be coming back. Yeah. That and hydrogen, right? Yeah, exactly. So everybody says because mm-hmm. you know what are you going to do with all these batteries? Oh, I don't know. That's going to be an interesting thing. So sorry about that. I promise I will not get on my battery soapbox that's powered by a battery. So, uh, but anyway, uh, I, I also read, uh, Brad Pitt's going to star in a new F1 movie that's co-produced by Lewis Hamilton. So <laughs> another racing movie. Did you see Rush? You certainly seen Rush. No, you didn't. I don't know. I'm just not a movie person. Oh, Ethan, do you know what Rush is? I don't know. Oh, no, he doesn't. He doesn't have a microphone. He doesn't know what it is either. <laughs> It was the Formula One movie about uh, Nicky Lauda and James oh. Hunt back in the day. Don't uh, oh, like you know. No, I, I know Nicky Lauda. <laughs> I don't know them. Yeah, okay. I'm not up on films. I'm, All right. I'm not a film guy. Well, I mean, a- I did watch Ford versus Ferrari. It was fine. <laughs> It was fine. It's just like a dinner. Like we were talking about earlier. How was the dinner? Oh, it was fine. It's all right. You know, it's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't eat another bite. No, that's not what I'm asking. How was it? Was it good? Was it tasty? Was it properly prepared? You know, but anyway, sorry for my digression again. Um, uh, there's a movie that you absolutely have to see, though. It's only nine minutes long. Elvis. Oh, no. No. Rendezvous. Rendezvous. Have you ever seen it? 
No. Claude Laloche uh, was a filmmaker, and he took a speeding automobile through Paris in the early sun, on an early Sunday morning, just when the uh, uh, sun was or the it was getting light outside, and he hooked a camera, what we thought to be a two seven five GTB V twelve Ferrari, and went tearing through the streets of Paris, running red lights, mm-hmm. and it's an amazing. It's a nine minute film, and it is exciting as you've ever seen. Okay. Turns out it wasn't the 275 GTB V12 that he actually drove, that was the sound that he used. Uh, the car was a 6.9 Mercedes sedan, which is no slouch either. Not a slouch. Uh, uh, used to have one of those, and he would hunt people down at the end of their Formula 3 race, and if he could catch it, which he always did, yeah. he was in a big sedan, and you felt like a rube, you know. But uh, anyway, uh, this thing, you got to watch this movie. It's amazing. Uh, uh, rendezvous, you can probably catch it on uh, you know, YouTube, YouTube or, or yep. one of them. One of them their things yeah. that uh, you can talk about. So anyway, next week uh, on the show, we actually know who our guest is going right. to be. It's going to be uh, the former vice president and project manager of Shelby American, Brent Fenimore. Uh, and the Series 1 Shelby, he was the project manager on and the plant manager at the time. And uh, he's got some fascinating old stories about Shelby's and Shelby and all those cool. good things. So we'll have him on next week's show. And uh, if you want to catch us, uh, you can certainly catch us on our website, classicaldemall.com. You can catch us on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, uh, Facebook. Um, you can catch us here live in person. We're here Monday through Friday. No, Monday through Saturday, yep. excuse me. Nine to noon on Saturday. We have to take a little bit of a break. We need a day and a half break after a week and a half of this. So anyway, we'll catch you next week with our special guest and uh, hope you have a great week yourself and see you then. We appreciate your listening to our show today. And don't forget, when you're in southeastern Pennsylvania, come visit us in person. We're open Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Wednesday is our late day, and we're here from 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Saturdays, we're open from 9 a.m. to noon, and we are closed on Sundays. You can reach us by telephone at 888-227-0914 or via email at info at classicautomall.com. To reach the show, email us at podcast at classicautomall.com. The Classic Automall Podcast is produced by Car Smarts Media. Theme song by the Pat Travers Band. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.